You are listening to SOS Podcast. I am not a professional and have had no professional training. Any advice that I give on this podcast is based on my own experience with people and any research that I might do, which will be shared with my listeners. If you decide to take any advice or suggestions offered on this podcast, you are doing so with the full knowledge that I am not responsible for any outcomes. Should you ever feel in danger of being hurt by someone or have thoughts of hurting someone else, please seek immediate assistance from your local authorities by calling 911 if necessary. If you are contemplating suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Hello and welcome to SOS Podcast, or Shannon Offers Suggestions. I have a special guest with me here today, my good friend Keisha, who regularly struggles with depression and agoraphobia and a couple of other things, and Mm -hmm. so she's here to share uh, some of her experiences with motivation or the lack thereof. Uh, So that is today's episode, Motivation. So, Keisha, thank you for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, So I just kind of thought that we would start off talking a little bit about motivation, what it means to us, how we handle it, maybe some of the struggles that we have with it. Uh, And so I was going to start off talking about how the way that I handle motivation the most often is to have to-do lists. I'm a very listed out kind of person. I have the checklist. You've seen my checklist. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But I know that to-do lists don't always work for everybody. Sometimes I also, for my own self, have had a to-do list and it just sits there on the counter, unchecked and empty and sad. So, um... Yeah, to-do lists don't do anything for me. No. So, um, I guess my first question for you would be, what are some of the struggles that you have had with motivation in the past? Well... Some of the struggles that I've had in the past would be I'm just not filling up to getting out of bed for any reason. I'm sad or I can't even put a word to half of it half the time. And uh, so, yeah, that would be just getting out of bed is probably my one of my biggest struggles. Um, I'm really glad that you actually brought that up because one of the questions that I had a couple of episodes ago was what gets you out of bed in the morning? And so... For me, I can share all of the things that I do as far as staying motivated and staying happy, but people that know me know that I don't struggle with depression, and Mm -hmm. I am generally a pretty gung-ho happy person, so motivation for me has been always pretty easy. I mean, you know, despite the normal stuff that happens to everybody where they're like, I had a long week and I don't want to get off the couch on Saturday to clean the house, so that's slightly different. So. What has gotten you out of your bed in the past, or even currently? Um, Responsibilities is something that I'd like to say, but that's not what gets me out of my bed. (laughs) Okay. Um, My cat is is huge. You know, she has to be fed. Her litter box needs to be cleaned. She is pretty self-sufficient at playing, but she does love the laser pointer. But also my support group. Huge. I mean, just a text from you in the morning, like, hey, come on over. Gets my ass moving right out of bed. (laughs) 
Is there anything that you're doing currently that you are struggling with motivation for? Probably, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Uh, laundry. I never have motivation to do laundry. And yet, you come over to my house every weekend to do it. I do. Huzzah! <laughs> yeah, any excuse, though, to not do laundry. Yeah. Um, what about goals that you might have? That exercise. I lack motivation to exercise. Have you been doing anything to help combat that currently? I have friends that jog with me and, uh, you know, encouraging words and stuff like that. Awesome. So you've mentioned your support group a couple of times. Um, what does that look like for you and what does it mean to you to have a support group? Boy, I have to think about that one for a second. That's okay. Having a support group isn't just helpful for my motivation. Um, because I do struggle with mental health issues, uh, depression, agoraphobia, anxiety, all of the fun stuff that you can. <laughs> um, my support group is friends and family who are completely without judgment. Uh, they make me feel like it's worth getting out of bed in the morning or in the afternoon or <laughs> whenever I decide to wake up. Um, and that's that's huge because I've not had a support group in the past and I've lost jobs because I just didn't want to get out of bed and uh that's that's pretty massive. So yeah, I could see where not being able to do that or not having that support to lean on and then losing a job would affect just basically everything else, whole domino effect. Oh yeah, so that's huge. For me, a support group is not necessarily always going to be family or always going to be friends that we see every day. Um, sometimes it can be people that you have only met or know online, mm -hmm. and they may be hundreds of miles away, but they always stop to talk to you. They send you text messages. Um, they could be across the ocean even uh, in a totally different country. So that, I think, is one of the joys of technology and one of the awesome things that the internet can bring to us is that kind of connection with people that we've never met so that we can branch out our support network a little bit and find those people that are more like us. For me, what I've also found to be very helpful in the past uh, is part of that support group, that support network thing is having that buddy system. So when I'm particularly struggling with motivation, I will reach out to you or I'll make Bo make me do something. So I'll be like, hey, you know, today I really want to get the back room cleaned and I need to vacuum. Will you make sure that I do this? So um, do you have any of that in your life as well? Or does that help you at all? I don't necessarily have that. You know, I don't have a partner or anything like that at home. But uh, if I'm lacking motivation to do something or I just really don't want to do it, but I know it needs to be done, I just have to tell you or remind somebody, say, hey, just get on my butt about doing this, so I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it does help, you know. Uh, Good. Yeah. What about other types of reminders? So some people use their phones for alarm systems or setting calendar reminders or electronic things like that. Um, we have so much technology at our fingertips that we can use that to kind of aid us in motivation. But then at the same time, we have so much technology at our fingertips that when we set those alarms and reminders, they could also become a hindrance because they're just going off all the time. So we start to ignore them. Um, do you use any other tools like that to ever help you? 
Not with motivation. Um, I do use my alarm clocks and calendar for pill reminders and things like that because I'm very forgetful. Um, but no, if I were to do it on my phone or just set an alarm for something like that, I would, it would probably piss me off more than anything. So (laughs) just straight to the ignore pile. Exactly. Yeah. One thing that usually helps me, um, greatly is to, you know, 10, tell myself just 10 minutes of cleaning or just to do one thing, uh, just pick up one thing, like clean the litter box or wash the cat dish or vacuum or take the garbage out. It's just one small thing. And generally once I do it and, you know, I'm on my feet, I'm already moving. I'm like, well, I may as well do this other thing too. And it generally snowballs into a cleaning frenzy and everything gets done. Clothes get put away. The cat gets happy because she's got fresh water and a neat new litter box or whatever. Um, dishes get done. (laughs) So the house ends up looking decent, which in turn helps with depression. Um, when your house is clean, you feel better. Because really, an outward reflection really does help with your inward in, uh, reflection. Definitely. And not a lot of people understand that. And it's very hard with people with depression to focus on something like that because it's all internalized already. Mm-hmm. And you don't make the connection that your outward, how your room is a mess, can affect how you're feeling on the inside. And because of that... That also helps snowball into the lack of motivation for doing anything, because no matter what you do, it's a mess, you feel like a mess, and from there it's really difficult. But if you tell yourself, just one thing, I'm just going to hang my shirts up, or I'm going to put my pants away, or I'm whatever it is that you need to do, if you just say, you know, do it, that's what I tell I have to tell myself out loud, just do it, Keisha, just do it. And generally, that will make me, you know, slide my butt out of bed and just do it. Just do it. Do it. Yeah. Um, that's funny that you say that because I actually mentioned that in my podcast a couple episodes ago was that I, I have in the past had to tell myself, get up off the couch. Now go do the dishes. Now go do this. Now clean the litter box. Not because I was depressed or anything, but just because I was so tired and I just find myself making excuses. So I'm tired and I could really use this time to just relax instead of straining myself, which I mean, anybody that does the dishes know it's not really too much of a strain. And in fact, when I actually take the time to do it, I find it kind of relaxing. The hot water is running over my hands and I'm like, okay. And I just kind of check out a little bit and I find almost like the Zen moment while I'm doing the dishes. So Not everybody finds that, but I definitely do with some tasks. Well, and I think, too, with as adults, um, especially if you had parents that were always harping on you to do this and to do that, as adults, we find, well, I don't have to do it, you know, but it's still in the back of our mind a chore. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I'm trying to work on to get over because I, I really do hate doing the dishes. But then when I do them, I'm just like you. I zone out. I actually enjoy it because I'm getting things clean. I'm going to have dishes in my cupboard again. I know that sounds like a super old, lame thing to say, but uh, it's the act of getting there, you know, because no matter what it is you're 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 finding lack of motivation for, once you get there, even if you still don't feel motivated enough, you're going to find that that motivation is going to come along even if you're not ready for it or even if you don't think it will. 
Like I said, putting shirts away. Well, well, I've got seven hangers and nine shirts. So I'll hang up seven shirts and fold the other two and put them away. And then the next thing I know, I'm folding socks and underwear and putting pants in weird places and my room's clean. You mentioned previously that your cat is a big motivator for you. Can we talk a little bit about that? Certainly. So in what way does she motivate you other than the fact that you just have to feed her? Well, I know that if her food dish just gets empty, she won't leave me alone. I've got cat face in my face. and She is a support animal. She's not just a pet. Um, she offers me a lot of emotional support. And um, she's part Siamese, so she's very clingy. Uh, but when she's running around the apartment and she's meowing at me because she wants to play, the least I can do for her is to get up and play with her because she does so much for me emotionally. Um, so I can, I can get up and locate, you know, the laser pointer. My brother is very good at playing with her too. So I don't always feel too guilty for not, (laughs) which is bad, but, uh, uh, she loves the laser pointer and she will, she will play until she's out of breath. And that's fun. Watching a cat play is super fun. It's like watching a dog play. You just like to run in circles until they're dizzy, you know? And, you know, like I said, the least that I could do for her because she is such a big support for me, is to get up and play with her or grab something, um, grab the catnip and put that down for her. She loves catnip, you know, and that takes me two minutes to get out of bed to grab the catnip and sprinkle some on a hard surface for her to eat and play in or whatnot. So So it sounds like the thing that you perhaps struggle with, um, given your conditions, is um, that initial getting started Mm -hmm. and that your cat, Agatha, helps with that piece, like the getting out of bed piece, the physically moving to the other room piece to really kind of get that ball rolling. Yeah. Is that a correct interpretation? Yeah. Good. Yep. Yeah. Um, And I did, I also mentioned that in my previous episode is, uh, you know, for those that have kids or pets. Um, sometimes that's all it takes is for you to get up because they're the ones that need you. Mm -hmm. Um, and that that can kind of spiral from there. I also find that as far as motivation goes, things like work or school or stuff like that, that have hard deadlines that you can't miss are pretty good motivators, but do absolutely nothing for the personal life. So um, I just wanted to mention those because sometimes that can drive people to be motivated as well, is to have those requirements. Um, I mean, obviously, unless there's a lot more going on there, but having having some kind of hard set, like you cannot miss this deadline, um, is is a bit more of a motivator for me, not that I do not continue to procrastinate, but at least I know that, well, if I don't get it done by X day, I am pretty much screwed, so I better get it done. Which is a good way to look at it. When I was in school, I did not think that way. No. It was, well, if I miss this much school, I'll be kicked out. So at least I can miss that much and be fine. (laughs) And, well, if I miss these many assignments, I'll fail. But I can miss that many assignments and pass. And that's a really bad way to look at it. But because of my mental condition, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I would always find excuses to not do it, to not find that motivation. And uh, now that I'm much older and I look back on it and I'm like, gosh, I was so stupid. But I can't change my past. No one can change the past. 
and everybody, everybody struggles with that in some way. And, uh, so I just think that if you focus on, if you don't focus on if I miss this much or if I do that much and just focus on the minimum, you're only going to do the minimum. But if you focus on, I want to get this GPA or I want to get that grade, then you're not focusing on the the negative part of it, which the human brain just does that. The human brain focuses on the negative. That's why we remember more negative things than positive, because it impacts us differently. And um, if you tell yourself, okay, well, I really don't want to do this assignment, but I really want that 3.75 or 4.0 grade point average or whatever, then do the assignment. Even if it's not your best assignment, if you didn't put your whole heart into it, you still did it. And that I found what in high school, ironically, I had more motivation when I was a kid, <laughs> um, was because I wanted that 4.0. I wanted to, to get good grades because I wanted to go to college. And I focused on that instead of what was going on at home and homework because homework sucks. Everybody hates it, but you have to do it. So definitely. So really, it just kind of comes down to what works best for you, what's going on in your life. Um, do to-do lists help? If they do, write them down. Um, take a moment. I like to do mine with colored markers because then I can kind of work in uh, a little bit of coloring and creativity to kind of relax myself while I'm stressing out about what I have to do. <laughs> so That's a really good thing, too, is to use pen and paper yeah. versus your phone yeah, because it forces you to physically write it out. Mm -hmm. And so you're putting it to memory. You're like, all right, now I'm doing it. Just typing it into a phone. We do that daily with text messages and emails and stuff. feels like a heavier commitment it when does. you're writing it on paper. Yeah, definitely. I feel that way too. Um, using a buddy system if you've got it. So that finding that support network. If you don't have your support network yet or if it is not strong, really working to reach out to the people that you trust. If you have one person you trust, reach out to that one person. Um, see if you can start making connections with them. Keisha has something to add. There's also support groups online. Yes. You can you can look up. Um, you've mentioned in the past a website. Um Aunt Bertha, I think. Yes. Things yeah. like that. There are tons of support groups out there for people who suffer from different mental illnesses. Um, and I bet you anything, if you were just to Google motivation support group, you'd probably find maybe not one in your area, but one close enough or somebody you could email who is there to offer words of support. And as, as weird as that sounds, just a few words of support really do help get you motivated. Yeah. Even if they're coming from a stranger, I find, I mean... Just a comment from somebody that I'm passing by, like in the store, if somebody gives me a compliment, I feel extra motivated. I feel happier. So you don't have to know the person in order for their words to affect you in a positive way or a negative way. So be mindful, I guess, as you are going about your business. Um, so to recap, to-do lists, buddy system, support network, uh, pets and animals, and just doing that one thing, focusing on that one thing. Um, and I actually meant to mention earlier that with my to-do lists, I'll write down everything that I have on my mind and then I'll, I will pick usually the top three things that I want to do or have to do or need to do in order for myself to feel good during the day. Um, for example, Saturday can get away from me. And so if I make a to-do list of all of the chores I have to do and then just pick the top three, 
If I do those, I can focus on the fact that I managed to do those and I don't feel as much of a failure if I can't get through my whole list. So a um, couple of those things. And then did you have anything else to add? No, I think you covered everything really well. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on my show today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm super glad to have you. If you guys have any topics that you would like me to cover, please don't hesitate to email me at shannonoffersuggestions at gmail.com. You can follow my Twitter feed at at shannonsuggests or my Facebook page at shannonsuggestspodcast. And if you have any questions about your mental illness or de, you know depression, anxiety, agoraphobia, you can always tweet at me at, at minhaga, that's M-I-N-H-A-G-A, any questions, and I will do my best to answer. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening.